tonight in our nation's capital, in the finest tradition of the United States, and in the finest tradition of your world wrestling entertainment, we are going to give someone the opportunity because tonight, for the first time ever on network television, right here in Washington, D.C., Paul Heyman Smackdown will present the Royal Rumble. What? The Royal Rumble? What are you talking about? 15 Smackdown. No, I'm, I'm very much in tech. Vince, 15 Smackdown superstars will come down that aisle. And only one man will emerge victorious. And Vince, that man won't have to wait until WrestleMania to face Brock Lesnar for the WWE title. No, no, no. The winner tonight will go on to face Brock Lesnar for the WWE title in less than three weeks at No Way Out. Now, just so you know that I'm all business about this, Vince. Matt Morgan was in the Royal Rumble this past Sunday. You know that now he's on the injured list. Matt Morgan will be replaced tonight. His opportunity goes to a man that I don't like, Hardcore Holly. Wow. Chris Benoit, remember? Screw Chris Benoit. Give his opportunity to somebody else. Tonight, Chris Benoit's opportunity goes to Eddie Guerrero. Oh, my! Ah. And Vince, look, look, Vince, I did my homework. I'm prepared the way you like your executives to be, a professional man. Those two men, Hardcore Holly and Eddie Guerrero, will join in this very ring, your very ring, Vince, John Cena, the Cat, the A-Train, Charlie Hawk, Shelton Benjamin, Nunzio, Kurt Angle, Bradshaw, Rhino, Billy Gunn, Rikishi, Tajiri, and the seven-foot-tall, 500-pound monster that dominated the Royal Rumble like no man before him tonight in this very ring, the Big Show. Now, Vince, hey, this is your company. You're the chairman of the board. You're the majority stockholder. And you have every right to come out here and say, screw Paul Heyman. I'll give someone else the opportunity. Or you can share this vision, Vince. This is, this is after all, just, just coming out of your vision. And you can see this, Vince. We can make history together tonight, Vince. Network television history. Right here in Washington, D.C., we can do it all over again. And tonight, in your very ring, present a Royal Rumble. Ruthless aggression. It's my life, my time, my rights, my rhymes, my grind, my struggle, hustle, sweat, and my blood, too. I'm ready to smell fear. I smell a lot. My competitors flex here. They smoked, I was hot. I want it all. The sex and success Stress us I want it all No less So come on Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 42 of the RA Era podcast. The only place where we decipher and dictate the era that rose out of the ashes of attitude and delivered us the first ever Royal Rumble match on network television. As today, it's time to take a look at the episodes of Raw and Smackdown between Royal Rumble and Smackdown's first pay-per-view of the year, No Way Out. As always, I'm Dave and joining me is Big Sexy. Are you ready? I am ready. And in a bit of a throwback, this episode, like we used to do way, way back when, like episode maybe 10 or something, 
Mike has not watched a single episode of Raw and SmackDown in this um, time, time scale between. Um, Raw and I know how, and guess what, motherfucker? <laughs> it's been good. <laughs> no, not only that, right? I get the dates. So the Royal Rumble was on January the 25th. Yep. No Way Out is on February the 15th. Quick maths. Guess how many Raw and Smackdowns I've had to watch. There's only three. There's only three. It's just been a piece of this bit. And it's been enjoyable. Um, well, that's what we only decided to do this because No Way Out is very memorable for me because of Eddie Guerrero within the big one. Yeah. No, 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 no definitely. Um, and talk to build them from... Like, when we always look at what we remember from when we were younger, this was more your your stick than it was mine, as, as we've always said plenty of, plenty of times. Um, but yeah, so what what do you remember them from, the the build? Give, teach so, me. I remember them while we rumble, then going to Raw the next night, be like, I'm coming for you, Triple H. Um, and, then, and then Michaels involves himself again, because it's Michaels, it's got to be a main event. Goldberg as well. Yeah. Uh, his beef with Lesnar oh, yeah. continuing. Oh, yeah. Uh, Eddie Mini Rumble. And then Brock has his little mariachi party. <laughs> yeah, fucking brilliant. Personality, bro. We're just shining through again. It's brilliant. It's like beatbox, bro. Oh, bro, it's. Oh, <laughs> his little dancing. Yeah. I'm gutted then now. That, I think I'm going to be gutted when he cashes in. That was one of them. Yeah, but it's, it's an, it was never going to be here week in, week out, week in, week out. Like, that's just Brock Lesnar in general in the modern day era. Um, but the, the Mar- Mar- Mariachi band and the little dancing, um, it is a lovely little flavour of douchebag Brock character yeah. that, that we had when he was a face for that very short period of time when he meant Kurt Angle and Bezzy's. Um, Who can drink more milk and do more push ups? He seems like Brett Lesnar as much as he comes across as this miserable twat. He does got a bit of personality yeah. in him and he showed that with his beatboxing and um, I think it was just one of them things that got over quicker than WWE wanted it or bigger than they thought they'd ever get over and just stopped it straight away. It's just another one of them things. You can't have nice things, can you? Um, but yeah, uh, before we get in then to a bit of Raw and Smackdown now, shall we touch on uh, WWE? As always, we record on a Sunday. And always, it seems to fall on the Sunday of a pay-per-view. As today, it's yet another one. Extreme rules or not so extreme rules? Not so extreme rules, but shall we run down the card? So we have, for the WWE Raw Tag Team Championship, the Revival, defending against the Usos. Could be a decent match. probably going to be best match at night. Usos are class and they have been for years. Um, The gimmick... Change does needed and it's perfect for them. Um, but then the revival, they're, they're just solid and they're like 80s throwback, like yeah. on, on and Tully, them two. They're great team. So yeah, that's probably going to be a match of the night. Is there an actual extreme well, match? Like extreme rules? Ha- is that not any steps? Is that nope. just a tag it's match? A title match. Because it's not an extreme, folks! <laughs> up, up next, we have a last man standing match. That's extreme. With Braun and Braun Strowman and, and Bobby, Bobby Lashley. Lashley. That's going to be, yeah, that could be That'll one be a, matches of the night. That'll be a Titan Clash. Yeah. What, what level do they go up? Because at Raw, he drove him through fucking LED boards, so they've got to go up from that at the pay-per-view, surely. So where do you go from there? Gunshot. <laughs> <laughs> stab, stab the gun. <laughs> ding, ding, belling. Just fucking stabbing fuck out of him. If they if bring back the Extreme Rules with a big X on the stage, just drop... And Braun just pushed that onto Lashley. Yeah. And then Beth puts his latex gloves on and goes and have a look. Because <laughs> <laughs> we could have counted to 50 by this point. Um, 
But up next, back to the non-extreme, we have AJ Styles versus Ricochet for the US title. See, make that a ladder match. Yeah, that'd be perfect. Them two would like There you go, make it, you know what I mean? It's supposed to be fucking extreme. Well, that is going to be extreme. The only thing extreme about that is them pew, pew, and fucking Ricochet makes his entrance. <laughs> I love that, mate. Like fucking Looney Tunes or something. Brilliant. Like fucking Elmer Fudd's chasing Ricochet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Wally Coyote! He's trying to chase him. Pesky on, ricochet. He's trying to chase ricochet. <laughs> Up next, we have what should be an Extreme Rules match. Alistair Black versus Cesaro. Yeah. That could be a good match. Yeah, well, it, but it, I don't know. if it was I've, Extreme I've, Rules. I've caught, I've caught a couple of weeks in a row recently, and I just think it's another one of them that the, the big reveal, who's been knocking on Alistair Black's door... And it's just Cesaro, I don't know. It's going to be a good match, but I just felt like... All right. No build. No build. There is build, but yeah, what's the reason why? Do you know what I mean? I'm better than you. That's that's raw in a nutshell. And just WWE in a nutshell in 2019, we fight because I want to beat you. And you beat me last week. Which in theory isn't a bad thing. Because winning is supposed to count and that. But we need a bit of drama in it at all, do you know what I mean? Up next, we have the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championships. I forgot these were the champions, Daniel Bryan and Rowan. Oh, defending oh. against the New Day and Heavy Machinery. Oh, that auto-center, I like them. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. He's funny, that big one. I like, I'd like to play as them under on a video game. Yeah. They're, 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 uh, are, they on, are they on 19? Yeah. Are they? I may have to play as Heavy Machinery. Yeah. Just haven't become. Old. I, don't, I don't play with the NXT roster on. You, you didn't know. You're just. You're in development. You're play with legends. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You're in download legends. Our foundation have fucking got every belt mate in every faction. <laughs> you should evolution a bossing row, and they have done for years. Two thousand three, all over again. I mean, like three thousand and three. Triple H has got every world title in the whole roster, and uh, our foundation a bossing mat ECW WCW brand. Nice. That's how it should have been. When Brett left in 97, the whole family... Well, they all did, but Owen, Owen was the key element there. Do you know what I mean? And obviously what happened to Pillman and stuff. I go on, sorry. Carry on. So, well, what? up next, Extreme Rules match. No. <sighs> match that's probably on the pre-show. The Cruiserweight title. Gulak versus Nice. What's happening to fucking Murphy? Where all He's on Smackdown, yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> Is it's, it? it's too, it's too factory Cruiserweight now. All right. Well, it's too, is it just too gonna, built. Is he going to pop up as a janitor backstage and become a mask like they've done with Cedric Alexander? What well, the fucking... You know, the idea... You knew it was going to be somebody. You knew it was going to... Well, it all the people... All the people said, so, well, that fucking left field, that. Well, why not? Do you know what I mean? Fuck it. Well, it's gonna, TV well, are they going to push him, though, as a big main eventer now? Because he's, he's a good worker, man. He's a, he's, he can go, but... Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Up next, for the SmackDown Women's Championship, a handicap match... Bailey defending against Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. All right. Is it going to work like whoever gets the win gets the title or? I call champions. They both make the pick at the same time. Yeah. And like fuck it, let's cut the belt in half. Yeah. That was genius. Okay, cut it in half. That was brilliant. That. Up next for the WWE Championship, Kofi Kingston defending against Samoa Joe. Joe, come on, let's. Come on, it's over now, isn't it? It's over now, right? We've had the moment, everyone had that happy moment. 
first African American in WWE's eyes, world champion. Uh, let's yeah, but let's let's come on, he's not world champion. He's Joe, Joe deserves to be it? champion. Put it on Joe for fuck's sake. Last Let year he choked out Brock. And then you need to get that Uber face, a Roman Reigns, and have the program of the fucking autumn being Reigns and Joe, but fucking SmackDown title. A Samoan called Joe and Samoan Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Up next, uh, the last chance winners take call mixed tag team Extreme Rules match. <laughs> the fucking what? <laughs> An the, actual Extreme Rules The last match. chance to, to say that again. <laughs> This is what the actual match stipulation is called. Go on. Last chance winners take all mixed tag team extreme rules match. Oh, so that's Seth and his bitch against fucking Corbin and Lacey. Corbin and Lacey Evans. I like that Lacey Evans. Really. She's a terrible wrestler. I think gimmick's brilliant. Just that uh, southern. Have they have... not took her character off a character from Glow? Yeah. Liberty Bell? Yeah, but they, made a heel. They have, they've, but, uh, but obviously that character from Glow is an actual character from years back. Uh, well, I don't think that she was called Liberty Bell, weren't she? But she no, was some, something like that. Along them lines. So that's a bit from there, but I love the gimmick and I think she's brilliant and I love her finishes Big Show's punch. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a punch. But this fucking Seth Rollins, Becky Lynch. <laughs> we get it. You're a couple. They're making Seth Rollins look weak. Seth is Becky's boyfriend. <laughs> Becky's not Seth's girl. That's it. And that That's how they're pushing it. That t-shirt. The fucking man's man. The man's man. man. <laughs> oh, God. And you wonder why people aren't watching. And so, you wonder why people think you're a faggot. And that was tonight on the network for 9 99 And then your main event of the evening. Oh, there's another one. I thought that'd be main event. No, I reckon this will be. Because it's Shane and Drew versus Undertaker and Roman. Oh, of course. I forgot match. about the Taker returning again. Uh, Come on, you think Taker's going to let a woman go on after him? No, do you know, I have no problem with Undertaker there and Shane McMahon and Roman Reigns, but Drew McIntyre, he shouldn't be in this, he shouldn't, they should he's got know. the look, he's got the talent, he's just the Scottish accent, yeah, that's not. Yeah. But he shouldn't, he still shouldn't be in this situation, in this setting. Why can't we have Shane against Taker one more time and have Reigns against McIntyre and have Shane against Taker in a fucking... I don't know. I don't know. I don't think Helen is. No, no, no. I was going to say that and I stopped myself because then I buried alive. It. Yes! Buried alive. Buried alive. Buried alive. A casket match uh, or something like that. And then have Reigns and Drew McIntyre in, I don't know, a fucking I quit match or something. Just make yeah. it a bit more fucking extreme than just, let's just have a tag. Do you know what I mean? And how extreme are they going to get? We're going to see a few kendo shots. We'll see a few chair shots. To the back. Someone will go through a table. Reigns will miss a spear on somebody and Reigns will go, go through, through a table. Barrier. Yeah. But that's it. It's, I don't know. But anyway. That's Extreme Rules That's Extreme Rules. Shall we get into a bit more modern era? January the 26th, 2004, Monday Night Raw. Yeah, because it's a lot better than modern day shit. <laughs> Shawn Michaels, like I said... You wrestled your ass off last night. You wrestled one hell of a match. But you did not win the Royal Rumble. Chris Benoit did. So right now, I'd like the winner of the 2004 Royal Rumble to come out here to this ring.
Because he did win the Royal Rumble. I mean, I gotta rub my eyes. I think I'm seeing things here, JR. What? Well, this ain't Thursday night, and this is not UPN. This is Spike TV, and this is Monday Night Raw. But that is Chris Benoit, and he did win the Royal Rumble. And that's a fact. Well, I can tell I'm the last person either one of you expected to see. You know, last night, both of you went through hell fighting for that World Heavyweight Championship. Well, so did I. You know, for 18 years, I fought to be the best. And it took me 62 minutes to beat 29 men to get the opportunity to face the best at WrestleMania. Now whether that's you, Shawn Michaels, or you, Triple H, at WrestleMania, I will fulfill my destiny. I will be the next world heavyweight champion. So Michael, we are live from Hershey, Pennsylvania. We start off with our Wilson Award winning lad of the year, Chris Jericho, coming to the ring with his new entrance theme, Don't You Wish You Were Me, you off the it. album, uh, WWE Originals. Which our review is available right now on SoundCloud plum, 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 plum. and Spotify. Plum, plum, uh, plum, plum. Jericho, he gets on the mic and says he doesn't mind Benoit winning because Benoit will challenge for the WWE title on SmackDown. And Jericho says since he was the last guy from Raw in the Rumble and since Bischoff still owes him his Survivor Series favour, he wants a title shot against Triple H. Would you be yeah. down with Jericho, Triple H? Can't be worse than 18. <laughs> Bischoff, he comes out and he says he will grant Jericho his wish. And Bischoff also makes for tonight Trish Stratus versus Kane. Trish is getting too soon. <laughs> Bischoff says Jericho can use his favour to get a shot at Triple H or to cancel the match between Trish and Kane. But now, I had a thing here, right, and I'll, I'll explain it in the next episode of Raw where exactly a little thing that he could have done a theory would have sorted all this, got him his title shot, and Trish wouldn't have got beaten up. Uh, Jericho, he gets in Eric's face, so Eric's cancel Eric cancels both the world title match and Trish's match. As punishment, Bischoff makes it Jericho and RVD versus Flair, Batista and Orton next. Um, so we go to the break, we come back, and it is said match of Jericho and RVD versus Evolution minus Triple H. But why did he have to... He, did, he had no reason to put RVD in this match. Because it's RVD and what more do you do him? It's either RVD or Booker T, they would be two options. He could have just made a three on one. If you're going to punish the guy. Yeah, but more members to beat up makes more time for Evolution to look better on camera. Yeah. If we can only beat up one guy at one time, only one guy can look good. But if we can beat up two guys at one time, two guys can look good. Is this 
The match where Orton misses. Oh, this is the match where Orton misses. <laughs> oh, it's all coming back to me. So, towards the end of the match, uh, Jericho counters a set out power bomb, not yet the Batista bomb, and gets the walls of Jericho on Big Dave. RBD, he knocks Flair down and it's the five star. Batista is about to tap, but Orton, he dives to the ropes and he comes back with an RKO onto Jericho. But the problem is, Jericho, Jericho isn't in a position to like take the cell. And also, he sat down with his hands around Big Dave's legs. So, Orton just goes for the arcade onto nobody. <laughs> and then, obviously, they've got to end the match. So, they just instantly redo the he spot. Tries to do it again. The crowd shit on it. They redo the spot. And none of this is on the network as well. Uh, have you noticed? Not they've is completely. It not? No, no, no. He only hits the arcade once. <laughs> I've, I've <laughs> seen that clip on YouTube it. many times. Oh, like, yeah. And it was at the time though. Um, I, I've got a few notes on it at the end of this episode, I believe. But at the time, uh, Sky, because we're still on that tape delay mm. of it's still shown on a Friday. Um, they they got rid of it as well. So you only saw the one RKO and the one that hit. Oh. Yeah, that was the episode. Batista rolls over and Evolution get the victory. Um, the opening match on Raw got more TV time. Then the opening three matches at the Royal Rumble. <laughs> well, well, let's face it. The Dudley's evolution didn't need, well, didn't need to happen. Um, Cruiserweight title that should have been longer than it was. But it's evolution. Exactly. <laughs> evolution. It's evolution. Just because Triple H isn't there doesn't mean Triple H isn't there. But it's all, all the board. That's it. That is it. Um, we go backstage with Randy Orton screaming at Bischoff about the Royal Rumble last night. Orton claims that Foley ruined Randy Orton, he wants Bischoff's permission to beat Foley's ass if he shows up. But Austin shows up with beer in hand. And he says Foley will be here tonight and Orton won't be whipping anyone's ass until Foley gets to use the microphone and respond to Orton's promos that he's been running the past couple of weeks. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. I love how he has to have a beer in his hand now. It's awesome. can only make a decision with a beer in his hand. Best, best way to make a decision. 100%. That's how I make all mine. Uh, we see Jericho sitting in the locker room holding his head. Trish walks in, thanks him for using the Survivor Series favour for getting her out of a match with Kane. And Trish, she smashes Jericho straight into the friend zone and says they're just one of his friends. So he's fucking... I'd be like, I go back to Bischoff. Nah, I've changed my mind, pal. Right? I'll put him in that match. match. I'm not going about... Well, <laughs> he's put him in that put match. Put him in that match. <laughs> Fuck her. Uh, Christian shows up and Trish walks off and Jericho and Christian argue about the rumble. Uh, Christian says he's got them a number one contenders tag match next week so he better go and get his head out of his ass. Um, up next, after the break, it is Divas time. Victoria and Lita versus Molly and Jazz. Because Victoria's face now. Of course. Because... Why? <laughs> um, Victoria counters a suplex attempt by Molly into a small package for the win. It was a typical four me- mess of these four ladies. It really was... Uh, it does you make you admire talented women. It does make you admire though the better ones and the worse ones drag the other ones down, don't they? It's it's not good. Uh, Triple H is entering the building. Uh, it looks like he's coming to the ring as we go to the break and he heads to the ring limping. He loved to sell a good beat down from the last night's pay-per-view, doesn't he, Triple H? He does. He loves it. Uh, Big ass plaster. <laughs> 
Um, HBK comes out and Triple H wants to know what uh, what he has to do to make Sean stop coming for him. He said, oh, "Just fuck off! <laughs> you threw me head in, Sean. How many times I try to get you to fuck off?" But HBK gets the mic and he says, "We haven't even got started yet." The glass shatters and out comes Austin on his quad. Uh, Austin says that he can't make matches, just uphold the law. Fucking big boss man over here. Austin says the winner of the Rumble is next in line for a title shot. And Austin says Shawn Michaels didn't win the Rumble, Chris Benoit did. Chris Benoit fucking comes out. So, so we have got a Smackdown wildcard rule. A Smackdown superstar showing up on Raw. Inspiring 2019. Fucking 100%. And basically Benoit, he ends up leaving JR and the King dumbfounded by stating that he's coming for Triple H's big gold belt. The one that he never lost. The, yeah. He last the last person to defeat him to win this title, Psycho Sid. <laughs> Back in nineteen two thousand, weren't it? Two thousand, yeah. The, the, like the night after. The night after. Yeah, it turned up with the radicals. Um Kane's pyro hits and Kane comes out as we catch a replay of Taker's gongs distracting Kane long enough for Booker to eliminate him at the rumble. As it up is up next, Kane versus Bubba Dudley. Short match, Kane grabs a steel ring step, smashes them into Bubba's head, causing the DQ. Devon comes out and gets a tombstone for his troubles, of course. All because Kane calls Spike at Gong! Taker's music. The lights go out and some freaky-ass video package comes on that shows graveyards, snakes, caskets. Is this one that says, in 30 days, the dead will rise again? No. Or is that the next week? That's not happened yet. That didn't happen in this. That must be after No Way Out. Must be after No Way Out, then. Yeah. But remember, so I, remember, I remember that happening. Remember, it's that crazy time period where Raw's got nothing for weeks. No, I think Mania is March, End of March the 14th or something like that. So Raw's got nearly eight weeks yeah. between uh, pay-per-views. Um, which is still, which is weird because we get into it a bit more like with Goldberg, where Goldberg's wanting Lesnar, but Lesnar's got... Um, Eddie. He, well, we don't know yet. It's not happening yet, Michael. He's got Eddie. But then, a bit further down the line, Heyman's on about who the WWE Chap title is going to be defended against at Mania. It's just, it's had so much going on because there's just pay-per-views and storylines and wild cards. Yeah, that's what I don't get. Like, that Heyman wouldn't have known Bob going to fight Lesnar yeah. at Mania. So why, is he, why does he book on the pay-per-view before Mania a number one contenders match? I don't know. Surely, Lesnar would have got a rematch clause? Exactly. He's fucking, ah, fucking wrestling. <laughs> uh, Bischoff is on the phone with Heyman he claims he had nothing to do with Benoit showing up Heyman tells Bischoff to lawyer up because he's going to sue his ass Coach Cunt comes in and laughs at Bischoff for getting his ass kicked by Heyman last night Bischoff doesn't find it funny so he makes Coach Cunt against Goldberg in a no DQ match later tonight have that you cunt no DQ means interference it does but from who who's going to save Coach uh, you'd think Brock wouldn't you yeah, but... That don't happen. Yeah. <laughs> Up next, Robert Conway with René Dupree against Rico with Miss Jackie. Uh, Conway goes for his finisher, but Jackie gets on the apron and flashes him. He's distracted long enough for Rico to nail the spin kick for the victory. Rico has got a victory. Rico is destroying the Bellens. <laughs> <laughs> you loves beating them bellends oh he loves putting the bellend on the map uh, I've said it a few weeks ago now the bellends are done what more can you do with a foreign team if you've not got like they're not in the storyline with someone defending USA 
You can't. There's nothing to do with the. When they all the gimmick is, we hate America. <laughs> uh, Stacy Kimolo comes out and raises Jackie's arms. Mm-hmm-hmm. Do you know where this is going? I do. Well, hallway at Mania. <laughs> yeah, not not the hallway you've just pictured. Uh, we get a WrestleMania recall of back to 1993 and WrestleMania Nine, one of the greatest WrestleManias Your of all. Favorite. I fucking love WrestleMania. You love it for the wrong everything reasons. from Bobby in coming out on a camel to fucking Mr. Fuji throwing some fucking powder in Brett's face. Hogan. I love it. Hogan, 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 with a shine. Go get him, Hogan. Fuck off, you twat. Uh, we get stills from Brock Lesnar getting involved in the Rumble match, costing Goldberg the matchup. As up next, it is Coach Cunt versus Goldberg. Uh, Coach gets on the mic and he begs Bischoff to change his mind about the match. He claims it's totally unfair. And guess who this draws out? Goldberg. No. Austin. No. Teddy Long. What? Because they back up in the fucking... Oh, because he's black. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> because he's black. <laughs> they never say it, but, but that's why. Uh, and basically, Long says the white man wants the black man to do a dance, and Long breaks it down. Long says he's supporting Coach in this no-DQ match by letting Mark Henry be in Coach's corner, and Coach says he feels that. So Coach hides behind Henry as Mark Henry and Goldberg have a little bit of a brawl. Um, but Goldberg gets the upper hand of Mark Henry and then grabs Coach by the throat. Goldberg tosses Coach halfway across the ring, spears and then Jack Sandwich Coach Cunt for the victory. I guess it was uh, just to get Goldberg over. Yeah, it was a, a comedy bit. Uh, it's always good to watch Coach Cunt get a beating. Yeah. I enjoyed that. Um, That's what I all the promo with Triple H and Michaels. Again, it shows pitch. another little element of uh, Teddy Long's The White Man Is Keeping Us Down gimmick that's just gone on forever. Like, yes. If you think it started with D'Lo, <laughs> yeah. since D'Lo, D'Lo, a year ago. D'Lo's been gone for ages. Um, we cut Goldberg, he's brilliant, he's right in front of the camera and he tells Lesnar he doesn't care what show he's on, he's coming for his motherfucking ass. He says, I don't care where you are. <laughs> and he's snarling into the camera. What show are you on? I'm hunting your ass. Because Lesnar, you're next. Um, but Lesnar's already got his problems because he, once we jump to SmackDown, Lesnar's not next because for Lesnar, Guerrero, so he's getting fucking line bill. Yeah. You know what I mean? The champ busy. Uh, Mick Foley comes out to a massive pop Another Mac Big Mick Foley chant. Um, he talks about how he made a big mistake in accepting the match with Orton in the first place. Um, do you remember the match? We're like, we're talking fucking like three weeks ago now, four weeks ago now, when it originally all happened, where he spat in his face. Um, Orton, he says, Orton owes him a favour and asks him to come down but come alone. Uh, so he does, and he asks Orton to spit in his face again. Orton's a bit fucking free, like fucking crazy old man. <laughs> Uh, Foley just goes crazy and starts slapping Orton demanding him to spit in his face Orton does it twice and then Foley starts going to town on his own fucking face which draws blood which is a bit fucking grim Foley you sick fuck uh, and then like, uh, he says he screams he'll not allow a little bastard like Orton to tarnish his legacy and he attacks Orton Evolution obviously try and make the save but then Foley goes to town on a chair on evolution then on himself as well. So it looks like we're getting some crazy fucking twisted 
Cactus Brand new. No, I'd say this is even more demented. This is can't take any more Mick Foley. This, I think this is, yeah. This is the fifth gimmick of Foley. Oh, yeah. Demented crazy Foley. All three mixed into one. Yeah. A li- yeah, a little kind of bit, but I kind of like it. I don't like... It's, a, it's weird because it's new enough been confirmed that it's going to be uh, The Rock with Foley at Mania, and we don't get... Uh, the Rock don't come back until after we go out. Yeah, yeah, so what we get um, Foley and Orton are finally going to get their match at... Backlash. Backlash, so we're still that talking... That hardcore match. Yeah, so we're still talking another two months. Something's got to happen where Foley's going to have to go away. Foley, don't you get kicked downstairs and that? That's what's happened, that, hasn't it? No. Has it not? No. Oh. You keep saying it, I, like... Like it's already happened, actually. It's already happened. I'm sure, like, several times you said, this is when... <laughs> sure At some point, during the Rufus Aggression era, Orton kicks Foley downstairs. And this is the bill. I fucking promise you it does. I promise you it does. <laughs> So that is how Raw goes off the air with Mick Foley beating himself in the head with a chair. Um, you didn't see it, but the picture that I tried to paint, do you reckon it's that episode of Raw? How did it sound? <laughs> it sounded bad shit. I kind of enjoyed it. It worked. sounded like a decent episode, but it's a building show. Oh, 100%. Yeah, but it's, but it's, it's a long... It's episode ridden. one of a long build. A long build. Because near enough all the stories are set yeah, now you've got to. I've just got to play with him now and not bore you, and want want you to tune into Mania, and that's the thing that like, we it, we kind of know where Goldberg and Lesnar is leading to, and that's Raw's biggest star of the last six months minus Triple H. It's and we know what's happening with Kane and Taker, and we we know what's happening with Triple H now with Benoit. Mm-hmm. Obviously, at this point, we don't know that HBK is going to be a part of it. That we'll know that in a week or so time. <laughs> um, a couple of little snippets of information on the back of that episode of Raw. Uh, according to reports, uh, an well, it was an interview with the son of old fucking pages. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin mentioned that he wouldn't be wrestling at WrestleMania 20. The main reason is not injury. It's because WWE and Austin haven't been able to put together a program that would be ready on time. There could still be a possibility of a street fight between Austin and McMahon or Austin and Goldberg, um, but it is unknown if both sides will agree to it. Since Austin said to have spoken out negatively about an idea that's been pitched to him a few months back. Um, well, Austin Goldberg should have Austin, But there's, it's too late now. You can kind yeah. of see Austin's point there. If that is true, perhaps it's the sun. I, I, I don't know how much of that's true. Um, the greatest. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, Austin Goldberg should have happened, but that should have happened when the invasion happened in 01. They should have. We've, I think but every wrestling... They couldn't afford them all, uh, yeah, I think they could have. But Vince, no. Why would you want to spend 100 bazillion gazillion on wrestlers you're going to bury the fuck out of? Yeah. When you can bury the fuck out of Hurricane and fucking Taz and... Well, they already had Taz, granted. But join the... the, 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 the yeah, Booker T. Do you know what I mean? The Steiner. They, well, you know, mm. Stands a bit later on, isn't he? 2002. Yeah, but if you look at the level of the invasion roster, like Jindrak, O'Hare, Noble, yeah. you know what I mean? It's guys that they'd happily buy the contracts for because the contracts would have been cheap. And you've got WCW guys, Palumbo, do you know what I mean? Loads of them who would happily just take a beat into your Bradshaws and your hardcore rallies and your Billy Guns. Just to get TV. Just time. to get TV. Remember, it makes you WWE, just to make WWE look strong. 
because that was the whole purpose of the invasion storyline. No, not one point really, apart from the victory on the night of the invasion. That was because Austin turned. That the the coalition, the alliance, they never actually looked strong throughout that storyline. That was the biggest fucking. Austin thing. say they should have won it Survivor Series. Oh, hundred percent. They should have had their own show. They should and have gone with it. And but Survivor Series that started over at the end, Starcade. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, definitely. As and I then imagine, have that, have WCW. I imagine that's what one of the original plans would have been. Do you know what I mean? To actually have WCW and have then. Mania as Mania. Yeah. But have that, have the main event where it takes all. Like have, I don't, we had it the year before, but Rock and Austin. Well, have Goldberg versus Austin there and have that as your winner take all. Do you know what I mean? And have like have a three on a four on four a DX or something along them lines. Well, three against three an DX NWO. Yeah, do you know, like Triple H and I don't know if Michaels would be fit by then. Do you know what I mean? Zero. Yeah, but if you think it was it was come back in two thousand two, if you can hold that off, <laughs> hold that off another year, you could get Michaels fit. Do you know what I mean? It could have played a whole bigger ball because Michaels was a big fucking element of the Monday Night Wars in ninety seven. Yeah. But yeah, that's if buts and maybe's. Onto a bit of SmackDown then, Michael. 29th of January, 2004. Tape from Washington, D.C. Paul Heyman, he comes out and is immediately interrupted by Vince. Um, a man teases Benoit's arrival, but then states it won't happen because Benoit has gone to Raw thanks to the ever-popular legal loophole that he blames on Paul E. fucking dangerously. Um, fucking <laughs> wild card! Um, a man states the winner of the Rumble will go to face the champion at WrestleMania but it was never specified which champion. And since Heyman made Benoit's life a living hell, he obviously fucked off to Raw. Fair fucking don't blame him. Uh, Vince demands an apology, and Paul says, screw Benoit. Paul, he mentions Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, Hulk Hogan and Bret Hart as examples that left, and Vince did better without him. Come on, let's get to the point. Tonight. In our nation's capital, in the finest tradition of the United States, and in the finest tradition of your world wrestling entertainment, we are going to give someone the opportunity because tonight, for the first time ever on network television, right here in Washington, D.C., Paul Heyman Smackdown will present the Royal Rumble. What? The Royal Rumble? Talking about 15 SmackDown. Oh, I'm I'm very much intact. Vince, 15 SmackDown superstars will come down that aisle, and only one man will emerge victorious. And Vince, that man won't have to wait until WrestleMania to face Brock Lesnar for the WWE title. No, no, no. The winner tonight will go on to face Brock Lesnar for the WWE title in less than three weeks at No Way Out. Now, just so you know that I'm all business about this, Vince. Matt Morgan was in the Royal Rumble this past Sunday. You know that now he's on the injured list. Matt Morgan will be replaced tonight. His opportunity goes to a man that I don't like, Hardcore Holly. Wow. Chris Benoit, remember? Screw Chris Benoit. Give his opportunity to somebody else. Tonight, Chris Benoit's opportunity goes to Eddie Guerrero. Oh, my! Wow. And Vince, look, look, Vince, I did my homework. I'm prepared the way you like your executives to be, a professional man. Those two men, Hardcore Holly and Eddie Guerrero, will join in this very ring, your very ring, Vince, John Cena, the cat, 
The A-Train, Charlie Hawk, Shelton Benjamin, Nunzio, Kurt Angle, Bradshaw, Rhino, Billy Gunn, Rikishi, Kajiri, and the seven-foot-tall, 500-pound monster that dominated the Royal Rumble like no man before him tonight in this very ring, the Big Show. Now, Vince, hey, this is your company. You're the chairman of the board. You're the majority stockholder. And you have every right to come out here and say, screw Paul Heyman. I'll give someone else the opportunity. Or you can share this vision, Vince. This is, this is after all, just, just coming out of your vision. And you can see this, Vince. We can make history together tonight, Vince. Network television history. Right here in Washington, D.C., we can do it all over again. And tonight, in your very ring, present a Royal Rumble. Genius idea. Yeah, fucking... So it's your 15 superstars who competed in the Royal Rumble. Um, minus the injured uh, Matt Morgan, who is in a weird, horrible twist of fate, is getting replaced by the man that injured him, Hardcore Holly, and Benoit's replacement will be Eddie Guerrero. But everyone else in, that was in the Rumble on Sunday will be available tonight, and it's brilliant. It's a fucking awesome episode of TV because you get backstage segments. Obviously, I'll go through them in a bit more detail, but you get backstage segments with fucking people selecting numbers, and you get all the Royal Rumble pizzazz. On an episode of SmackDown. SmackDown's knocking it out of the park. We've had an Iron Man match on SmackDown. We've had, granted, Raw, we've, had, we've seen him do a TLC match when Hurricane and Kane were the tag champions. Yep. But knocking it out of the park with a fucking Royal Rumble match, mate. Absolutely. That's, that's how you book a good shit. And our opening match of the night. Those Bashams, those bold bastards themselves with Shani Kwaka against Billy Kidman and... Paul London making his smack of the down debut. Re-debut. Uh, his debut against Brock Lesnar. Oh, yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah. Debut match, world title yeah, match. This is his proper fucking debut match. The return um, of Billy Kidman, is it? Obviously, I, 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 am, I don't know whether it was originally in the thought process of putting him in Kendrick. Obviously, Kendrick, with him leaving last month, uh, slash getting released, slash leaving on his own terms, depending who you read. Um, I, I imagine the idea, because obviously we get what happens quite soon with London and Kendrick. Yeah. Maybe this is where it stems from, with and putting Kidman in, where it's quite well. So they're they the same up, size. I don't to end up having a feud. Yeah, because he you know, kills him, doesn't he, with a shooting, shooting star. star yeah. <laughs> head. Awful fucking shooting star. Uh, Kidman, uh, it used to be so, it was so weird because in WCW, I always just remember Kidman having such an awesome finisher with the shooting star. And then you saw people like, I don't want to say Evan Bourne because there has been better ones, but Evan Bourne was so graceful yeah. on hitting a shooting star. And then you now compare that to what Billy... Rocks was better. Fucking Shane's is more graceful than Billy Kidman's car crash of a shooting star press. Rocks was better. Yeah, the one that went off his head. Um, Kidman, he goes for the shooting star, but gets crushed on the top by Danny... Or Doug. Um, Doug or D D Danny uh, catches and spikes for a DDT for free count. And the Bashams retain... Uh, with Doug or, or Danny getting the pin. Um, yeah, which one's which? Rather boring fashion. Um, in the back, Dawn spins a tumbler for Kurt to draw a number. Kurt, he has his concerns, but Paul states that he wants it to be completely legitimate. 
Kurt, he uh, decides to uh, again dedicate his victory to the armed forces, and he's glad Benoit went to Raw, thus giving him this second opportunity, which is, yeah, that's what every superstar should be looking at. Yeah. But then his eyes pop out of his fucking head, so I guess Kurt Angle has drawn number one. He doesn't tell you that, we don't know, we don't see it, but his eyes certainly tell that story. We're back in the back, and Cheech and Chong, they're mulling over their wounds. Uh, Chavito, he worries how Eddie could do something like what he did to them at the Rumble, and Chavo vows revenge and says he will prove who the biggest star in the Guerrero family is. Eddie. Uh, I bet his dad's going, uh, me, motherfucker. <laughs> bet your oldest. It's fucking gory. Uh, elsewhere in the back, uh, Eddie, he asked Dawn to blow his ball for good luck. Now, do you remember this segment at all? It's no. fucking genius. So, Eddie Ward comes in, so he's got in the office set up, Dawn said there with the fucking tumbling machine. He'll go, oh, that ain't no money! And he's like, check it out, and he's fucking giving it all the fucking that. And he gets, and he goes, gets the ball, he goes, oh, that ain't mommy, do me a favour, blow my ball for good luck, that's it. And I was fucking, and then Ray Mysterio enters, accompanied by a boxer, George Perez. Any idea? Um, I remember Ray Yankee Ramio, Mexican boxer. Guy. But this is the Mexican boxer. Guy. Is that not? Uh, no, 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 it's even, it's even better. It's like, I don't know. Oh, was it, did you have like a Tyson no, no, yeah. He had like Ronaldo from 2000 fucking two World Cup where he just had front bit. But not only that, he had this fucking blue, like jet dark blue suit and a mint green buttoned up shirt. He looked like a fucking idiot. I don't care how hard he is. Like <laughs> a dick. And Eddie, he rubs on both of them for luck before Ray leaves with his uh, cruiserweight title. Um, as up next, well, after another fucking backstage segment, uh, we have Cena, he hits on Dawn and implores her to grab his ball before Paul interrupts. Uh, Cena draws um, and runs into Rhino on the way out and Rhino threatens to injure Cena's knee for good. Rhino, fuck off. Have you seen the Rhino's uh, re-fucking-turned to Impact Wrestling? Again? Yeah, uh, they had a mask uh, guy, they're having a mystery attacker situa- uh, situation again. Uh, and someone coming in delivered a go, and it was like, no one looks like Rhino, <laughs> apart from Rhino. Do you know what I mean? And that was... More like Hippo. It was now. Rhino, yeah. <laughs> it was more like um, Hippo now, but... So yeah, Ray Mysterio, as I said, he fucked up with his Cruiserweight title uh, to go and defend it against... Yeah, boy! Jimmy Noble with Blind Nidia. Um, Noble... He's still watching the matches that's going on. Uh, this, this is where it ends. This is where it all... Finally. All ends... Uh, Noble, he goes for the Tiger Driver, but Ray turns it into a 619. Noble ducks the West Coast pop, dumps Ray outside. Noble goes to the top to pounce on Ray, but Nidia is standing in the way. Noble, fed up, tosses Nidia in the ring and cusses her out. Noble whips Nidia into Ray, but Nidia stops short of hitting him. Noble charges her with a clothesline, but Nidia ducks out of the way, and Ray gets a shoulder into Noble's gut. Springboard sent on for a three for a successful defence. Post-match... Nidia reveals that she can see and leaves Noble alone in the ring. So there you go. She, not it's him or she can see all along. Not a low blow. She can see all along. Nope. She just walks away, leaving Noble heartbroken. She has all his money. She's had that coat, that fucking coat, that, what, it's 130 grand or something like that. Fucking, she needs to know her place. He had about eight, th- 800 grand. 836 grand or something stupid. Like round, not even a round number. Exactly. If I said to you the name Rue de Bonner, does it ring a bell at all? Rude Builder. 
No, Gru de Bonner. For starters, male or female? I'm gonna guess male. No. Is it Hispanic? We see. We see SmackDown's newest journalist, Rue, I think it's Rue de Bonner, who takes us on a hard hitting expose of Playboy's history with the WWE. And the rumour that the magazine is looking for the first female tag team to grace the cover of Playboy, even though we've known for months that it's going to be Sable and Tori. Yeah. And that's the reason why Stacey and Jackie have got together. They want, they want it. Um, they want to get their tits out. Michael, that is Ruda Bonner. I don't remember her at all. I don't remember her. At all. Um, but yeah, she's the newest... She's alright. <laughs> uh, she's the newest Smackdown fucking correspondent with the hard-hitting news. Basically, 2004's Charlie Caruso. She can't last for long because I do not fucking have a re re recollection of her at all. Elsewhere in the back, Josh Matthews is a busy boy in this period. Like every episode, he's backstage multiple times. He's all he just over the place. Job. Telling you, uh, Josh Matthews. He asked Brock if he's afraid of Goldberg, prompting a loud Goldberg chant from the crowd. Uh, Brock says that when he arrived, he was labelled a Goldberg wannabe, but now he's been king of the ring, the youngest WWE champion, and Goldberg is now nothing but a Brock Lesnar wannabe. Brock lays an open challenge tonight to prove that he ain't fucking scared as another Goldberg chant pisses him off. <laughs> and it's really annoying in the Goldberg chant, I love it. Yeah. There's no Lesnar chance, is it? No, no, no. Uh, never. I, I don't think I've ever heard a Lesnar chant. Um, elsewhere in the back, Shelton and Charlie pick, up, pick their balls. Uh, Benjamin almost does it so literally that Hart has to correct him. A production assistant will burst in uh, to take Paul to Eddie Guerrero, who's laying unconscious. As Ray and the paramedics tend to Eddie, Charvo Squared arrive and they're in apparent shock. Uh, Ray accuses them of a beatdown, but the Charvos plead their innocence. And we. Cheese and Charvo, just back to the. Do cheese and Charvo. That's it, we're not really um, Up next, Brock Lesnar, open challenge. Could be anybody. Anybody. Pick anybody in the SmackDown roster to face Brock Lesnar in the open challenge. Hard go Holly, rematch from Rumble. No. Anyone on the SmackDown roster? Anyone on the SmackDown roster that's obviously not already had a match already? Tony Wilson. <laughs> Orlando Jordan. <laughs> one still got a job. One Brock Clock later. Things, things are getting going to get better for Jordan. Yeah, next year. It's, yeah, it's a slow burner, that one, isn't it? 12 it's months. It's a slow burner with Orlando. It takes him 18 Fucking months OJ. to get anything. Uh, back in the back, Josh Matthews. There again. Uh, he asks up Vince McMahon if he thinks The Undertaker is back. Vince answers, what is this? Crossing over? Do I look like John Edward? Is a psychic medium crossing over? Is oh, he's a scam artist. It's <laughs> a TV program where he uh, audience members tell him audience members <laughs> tell him stories. You mean he's pronounced paid actors? <laughs> um, last time Vince checked, Undertaker was buried alive at the Survivor Series, and Vince tells Josh he should have asked him who's going to win the Rumble tonight. Now that would have been a good question, which made me think, oh, are we going to get some sort of shenanigans from Vince? It'd be the so, sort of fucking uh, arena for it to, the st perfect stage for it to happen, wouldn't it? For Vince McMahon to... Mini Rumble with DC. And all of a sudden, Vince it has signed with a brand new heel. Create a brand new heel up on the back of this. I know it's not, this is just fantasy booking again, but... Cena. 
at scene. Just turn your face. Yeah, he's seen as on the fucking seen as well, yeah, maybe Angle and Vince siding properly this time. John Walk wrestling machine angle and not yeah. goofy angle from the nineties. So like early, 06 early 2000s. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That'd be perfect. Um, and it is time for our main event of the night. Uh, the rules are announced for the Rumble. We have 90 second intervals over the top rope and both feet must touch the floor to be eliminated. Um, is each individual got 90 seconds? Is it fuck? Uh, the winner goes on to meet Brock Lesnar for the WWE title at No Way Out. And Kurt's reaction to drawing the spot was absolutely spot on because he has drawn number one. And the man who draws number two is the man beast himself. Uh, Rhino kicks Kurt to start and punches Kurt in the corner, but Kurt retaliates. Kurt with a corner whip, but Rhino reverses it and goes Kurt. Uh, Rhino can't lift Kurt over the top though, so he stomps on him and tries, uh, tries it once more, but Kurt's up on his own now. As the clock kicks down after Kurt hits an angle slam and at number three is Charlie Haas. So we're getting a mini team angle reunion because at number four, it's fucking Shelton Benjamin. I was expecting something, but no. Benjamin goes over belly to belly suplex onto Kurt. We get no fucking coalition whatsoever. Wow. Perfect. Whatsoever. Work together. Two sides, you know, And still their heels, he's a face. Yeah. I think that's, that's oh, the one. Did, did they team up to try and eliminate Angle? Uh, no, I don't believe so. I, from what I can remember. Teamwork. My notes will tell me. Teamwork. Um, Hasn't Benjamin then get the boss man double team onto Rhino? Uh, Kurt returns with a belly-to-back suplex onto Benjamin before going back after Rhino. Uh, Kurt nails anything that moves, but while Haas whips him off the ropes and connects with the power slam, Rhino and Benjamin fight in the corner as the clock counts down to zero. And in number five, da 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 Bradshaw, not never Farouk, is it? It's never Farouk in these situations. You what? You think he raises his theme? That's near enough APS theme. That's basically what I was doing. Uh, so it's never Farouk, always Bradshaw. Uh, he it's never the brother. <laughs> he ended, pretending I was going to be pissed. He enters a Nels Hass with a clothesline from hell and then one for Rhino. Shelton needs a big boot as we go to the break and as we come back, and this was my issue, just like it was back in the Iron Man, having breaks in these and it'll yeah. explain more in, in a short very short period of time. Because you could miss action. No, we are, we do. Don't worry. Do we miss elimination? Oh, and entrance. Uh, back, to <laughs> back to the cat at number six, who's outside with Lamont, as Tajiri at number seven enters, not before nailing Paul Lamont with a little buzzsaw, buzzsaw kick. Uh, replay shows cat dancing in the ring and taking everyone else out before dancing again, but Kurt got back up and sent the cat out the hard way. So during the break, the cat made his entrance and got eliminated. And you didn't see any of it. Did Tajiri kick his wig off? Uh, no, not this time. Uh, the clock counts to zero. And in comes at number eight. I'm F-Man! Uh, Billy Gunn. Uh, Gunn immediately hits the Feymasa onto Bradshaw. And almost tosses Benjamin out. But then almost tosses Haas. But neither of them hit the floor. Because it's obviously fucking Billy Gunn. Come in, hit your move, do your spot, but never eliminate nobody because you're Billy Gunn. Yeah, you can give in 99, that's, that's all you get. At number nine, it is the giant himself, Paul White, the big show. Everyone stops to greet show coming in and they all try to eliminate him, but show sends everyone fucking spreading across the ring. Uh, Bradshaw gets a big boot on show, but show ducks a clothesline and Bradshaw sails up, out and over. Um, German suplex attempt by Kurt is blocked by show as the clock counts to zero. And here comes the doctor himself, it's John Cena. 
Uh, seeing as though he's wearing a knee brace and he's got a Triple H after fucking pay-per-view limp going on. Well, um, you know, that spotted rumble. Oh, yeah. That is a, that Just was a, a touch. Just a touch. Show grins at Cena and Cena runs his mouth for show uh, before they open fire on each other. Cena clotheslines show over the top and he lands on the apron. As we go to the commercial and as we come back, this is where it all fucking went fucked up. Uh, we're missing people, we're missing, ent- there's more people there. Basically, Nunzio, he gets eliminated by Cena, but we never saw Nunzio enter. Uh, Cena hurts his knee during it, though, which is not good. Um, show them works over Cena as a clock count to zero that brings in Eddie Guerrero. Um, A-Train jumps Eddie. When did, A- when did A-Train come in? So, basically, at 11 and 12, must have been Nunzio and A-Train. We don't know fucking which way. They never tell you which way. And at 13, it is Eddie Guerrero. Eddie's hurt, but he's here. Um, Adrian said he jumps Eddie, but charges and gets sent over and out by Eddie. Eddie beats on Haas and then Billy Gunn. Big Show gets Eddie up in an electric chair, and Eddie escapes and kicks Show as Benjamin stomps away on Kurt, and the clock counts to zero and brings in Rikishi at 14. Uh, Billy Gunn, a super kicks from Rikishi, gets rid of the ass man. And at number 15, your final entrant is Hardcore Holly. Uh, Cena attempts to um, lift up the big show for the elimination, but his knee gives way. Uh, Cena is dumped over the apron and show kicks him to the floor for the elimination. Everyone then goes for a third try at dumping big show over, and with Cena's help, they succeed and eliminate the big show. Eddie eliminates Haas, Angle eliminates Benjamin. Kurt then gets an angle slam on Rikishi, setting him up for a frog splash by Eddie. Kurt then dumps Holly for the elimination. Holly, got and pissed off, talks trash to Kurt. There's a tiny little na 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 hey hey goodbye chant from the crowd as Hawker Holly is making his way up the up the amp, up the ramp. Because um, these fans recognise that Holly's the greatest, the best in the world. Um, Eddie attempts a monkey flip onto Gun, but Gun blocks and both men tumble over the top. Gun's feet hit the floor and Eddie rolls back in. So we are left with Eddie Guerrero, Kurt Angle, and Rikishi as your final three. Um, Rikishi obviously is going to win and claim what is his. And the irony is that Rikishi goes on to win gold faster than these two do after yeah. this match. Because don't, don't you read the title? Next episode. <laughs> um, Rikishi is eliminated by the pair, uh, leaving Kurt and Eddie as your final two. An absolute insane fucking spot to end the match. It's suplex. Suplex the hard way. Forward. Let's go. And Eddie Guerrero ends the episode uh, of SmackDown as your new number one contender going to No Way Out to take the title Such away. Such a feel. Such a feel good moment. From Brock Lesnar. Kurt might be playing possum. Eddie Guerrero, and what a shoulder to the gut. it. Knew it. Kurt Angle saw the opening, saw the opportunity, and capitalized. I'm just saying, I just think of my view. Eddie Guerrero's oh, not right. Kurt Angle, going to suplex Eddie Guerrero. And he's going. And he's done. Eddie Guerrero's going to be eliminated here. Oh, Eddie Guerrero just countered. It brought Kurt Angle the back into the ring. And how's he doing? Kurt Angle eliminated. Eddie Guerrero has got a shot at the title. Here is your winner, Eddie Guerrero. Can you believe Eddie Guerrero? How the hell did Eddie Guerrero? Oh, man, Kurt's upset. Kurt's very disappointed, but how did Eddie Guerrero do this? The competitive nature of Kurt Angle coming out. Kurt Angle's disappointed, but Eddie Guerrero, fucking the odds. Eddie Guerrero has it no way out. Eddie Guerrero beats Lester for the championship. That's right. That's exactly what's going to happen. 
Eddie Guerrero getting a title shot against Lesnar. And look at how disappointed Angle is. Great match. Great Royal Rumble. Look at the outpouring of emotion in Latino Heat, Eddie Guerrero. An absolutely incredible match. We hope you enjoy the first ever Royal Rumble match in network television history as much as Eddie Guerrero did tonight. Um, so yeah, what did you reckon to that episode of SmackDown? I remember the Rumble very well. Uh, obviously, all the orders, entrance eliminations, I remember the ending. Uh, I remember Eddie getting attacked before it. I'll not spoil who or who we find out who was <laughs> later. But there was also in the Rumble match. And who did it sound like one then out of the first two for Raw and SmackDown? I'm going to say SmackDown for the Rumble match. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's where my thought is at. Because um, Raw didn't have a Rumble match. Raw didn't have a Rumble match. <laughs> SmackDown had a Rumble match. Ready if you've got a Rumble match, you win. Ready for more, huh? Is it got a Rumble match? No. <laughs> oh. A lot of people don't think you have what it takes to be a champion, Chris. A lot of people think you just don't have it. People in this arena thinking. People in the back thinking, hell, the greatest world champion of all time thinks that. As a matter of fact, let's look at the Geritron 5000 and hear what someone said about you just last week at the Royal Rumble. Check it out. You may be the greatest technical wrestler alive. You're Chris Benoit. Oh, man. But Chris, I may lose you take a second every time you go up. You grab that big brass ring, you pull it down, but somehow it slides out of your hand. You know, as far as Ric Flair is concerned, I've got a ton of... Deceive me, we may be about, yes we are, there he is, arguably the greatest world's heavyweight champion of all time, a proud member of Evolution, the nature boy Ric Flair. We see him on the Jantron 5000, but now we see him in the flesh. What's he coming out here for? That's my question. Well, whatever Ric Flair is coming out here for, it's important. He's the nature boy. I knew you would know, Coach. And you know he, everything. He is a stylist and profiling like only gentlemen Ric Flair can do. Rick, take your time. Just take your time. And Juan not taking his eyes off of the, the nature boy who apparently has some business to transact. Maybe he's going to take back what he said last week about Benoit. Is there something I said to you last week you don't understand? Yeah, Chris Benoit, the most gifted technical wrestler of all time. That's coming from me, brother. That's a pat on the back. A physical specimen, second to none. But Benoit, in my category and in the real world, you're what we call a runner-up, second best. I said it last week, every time you reach up and go for the brass ring, 
You blow up this bar with that massive arm and boom, it gets away. <laughs> so, you ready for a bit more Monday Night Raw? Yes. Um, it is the February the 2nd. Happy February. <laughs> Cheers. Yes. <laughs> Happy February. Uh, we are live from Penn State University. The highlight reel is back again and his guest tonight is Chris Benoit. Jericho offers congratulations on winning the Rumble, but warns him the perils of having to deal with the ass clowns on Monday Night Raw. No one's going to stop him though, including Triple H, but Jericho thinks Benoit might be on one of his biggest fucking obstacles of, of yet himself. Rick Flair mentioned there the Rumble, Benoit gets just to the point of grabbing that brass ring and just can't quite fucking get it. Uh, Benoit though he wants Flair tonight, but Bischoff interrupts. Since he's a great guy, he's going to make Jericho and Christian versus Flair and Batista tonight instead of a number one contender match. And tonight, Bishop, and tonight Benoit gets a match after the break. And oh boy, lucky Chris Benoit is up next. It is Chris Benoit versus Mark Henry. <laughs> uh, Lola knows that Benoit has never faced anyone like Mark Henry. Um, big show. <laughs> Mark Henry on SmackDown several times in our timeline that we've already covered. Uh, Henry misses a charge and Benoit takes her down with a crossface for the victory. We see a video package covering Mick's big comeback. Um, hopefully, um, is he going to back it up in the ring? Um, we've not seen Mick Foley actually go in the ring in competition since he retired. No. Yeah, it's not in I'd say this is it. He's, he's not he's, done... No, he had his, uh, he had his, his first WrestleMania, match, WrestleMania match. This is his first match since... WrestleMania 2000, it's a long time, and he's battered and bruised as it is. It'll be his first match in our time, right? But if they make it nasty and hardcore and Cactus Jackie, I think it'll be brilliant. Yeah. From what I remember, it's been it a is. long time since I watched it, and it is, it is a spectacle when we finally fucking get there. Match it, night. Um, well, Mick Foley is here, but Test is upset about it, and it gives Orton the chance to lay him out. So Orton now is, no one can get to Mick, and Mick's just mine. Which I kind of like that. I do like that, but it does make him look a bit like Mick Foley's bitch and he's doing mixed dirty work by taking Test out for Foley. Um, up next, Rico on his continuing quest of demolishing all the Bellends in sight. Uh, last week, he demolished the left-hand side in Robert. Tonight, he's going for the right-hand side in Rene. So like the shaft is injured. <laughs> That's Sylvan. <laughs> uh, Rico single-handedly destroying the bell ends is a beautiful sight. I suppose many, 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 many uh, raw uh, universe WWE universe uh, fans. Uh, don't you love a time when they didn't call or refer to fans as the universe? They were just I fans. I hate the universe. <laughs> Uh, Rico goes to the monkey flip, but Conway uh, helps to block it. Stacey, though, she flashes her ass at Dupree, and Rico gets the spin kick for the victory. Rico, another win in the belt. Rico's Same getting the way push. as well. Beautiful. Um, but this is the weird thing. It's not Rico, it's not the bell ends. This is all second fiddle to the actual storyline that's going on here. That storyline being Jackie and Stacey and Playboy, which is weird when everybody is... Or everyone knows it's been common knowledge for a long time that it's going to be Tory and Sable. It's very, very strange, very strange. Um, and then the segment finishes with Stacey and Jackie dancing to Stacey's shitty song from the original. Um, Get all the other lads. Up next, Trish Stratus versus Kane. <laughs> uh, it was supposed to be yes. Trish, 
supposed to be Trish versus Molly, but Bischoff points out that she's not the number one contender, so she gets Kane instead. <laughs> Fuck you! Uh, she tries running, but Jericho runs in to prevent the chokeslam. Going back to my original point right at the start. Yeah. Why didn't he just attack Kane? Why didn't he allow Trish versus Kane to happen? And then just do this, what he's just done now, and still get his title shot. You fucking idiot. Idiot. Um, Kane, he rams Jericho's knees into the ring post. Um, we go backstage after a break, and Jericho's about to confess to Trish again, but Christian interrupts. Uh, Jericho gives him shit about it, uh, but because wrestlers live in this little world where it only happens at a segment, so once the camera turns off, it doesn't happen. happen so he can't then find Trish and tell her that he loves her because the camera has got to be on there's got to be in his gear you've got backstage cameras haven't you <laughs> yeah but the camera's got to be there though uh, up next Kane versus Goldberg quite <laughs> Kane versus Goldberg Kane versus Goldberg just had a match bless him <laughs> um, we get more Undertaker bollocks and that gives Goldberg the chance to come back with the spear um, the ring fills up with fucking dry ice uh, and all kinds of fucking Undertaker bollocks uh, as Kane runs away. Um, see, I've this said it for ages, and I said it at the start, I love it, and it's something I've never looked at. When this is where the Goldberg take a feud started, then. Well, no, I look at it more that I enjoyed it when, um, looking back now, because when I was a, a teenager to an extent, in my early 20s, no, 2003, teenager still, I've been fucking like 19, 18, 19. Um, I never looked at the fact that Mark Calloway, biker taker character, died. So then he got. Then he, after, he came. Yes, it's fucking brilliant. Yeah. I think it's brilliant how they've how they have done it this way. They've played it this way because it, A, it brings back a gimmick and B, it brings back a wrestler. And C, it actually has story because he's supposed to be dead. Yeah, but the Undertaker's a dead man, so how can you kill something? And if you can kill the mortal side of him, the immortal side will rise. I think it's fucking brilliant. Up next, Booker versus Matt Hardy. Do you want to hear some Matt facts? Yes. He never runs out of gas while driving and his chest hair grows swiftly. He has chest hair. <laughs> uh, Booker gets the big boot and a spinner only but misses the axe kick. Another try hits and that's enough for the victory. Uh, Triple H comes out and lets us know that next week is the big contract signing. And then, uh, when uh, basically, uh, he says it's fucking brilliant. It's typical. It's genius, Triple H. The stuff I love, but the stuff you can understand why people shit on him. He says, uh, Ben Walker and see him watch up next and have a sample of Triple H's greatness and watch me at my best. So up next it is Triple H versus Spike. <laughs> uh, Triple H gives him a free shot, hits him with a knee, chops him, suplex, knee drop, pedigree, about a minute and a half. It's, you can understand why it's a dickhead move, but you can understand why people dick on Triple H. <laughs> I loved it. I think it was fucking genius. genius. Uh, meanwhile, Austin, he chit-chats with Goldberg about the upcoming No Way Out, and he just happens to have a front row ticket. And who does he have that front row ticket to, Michael? Can you remember? Big, bold, Big Billy. Big, bold, Billy, fucking bullshit Goldberg. Uh, wild card! <laughs> Up next, Road Tag Titles, Flair and Batista's Evolution against Vitamin Fucking C. Can they rise once more? Uh, Flair goes for the figure four, but Jericho reverses for two. Walls of Jericho and Flair taps, but the ref is watching Batista and Christian outside, allowing Batista to break up the move. 
Flair to snap on a figure four for the victory, but it was weird. Go back and watch this one because they messed up the timing. Yet again, Evolution involved in a match and something goes wrong. Botchamania running wild. Big Dave. Uh, they messed up the timing um, on Christian distracting the ref. So it's like the ref was looking at note. The ref knew he had to look. Christian was late on him le- distracting the ref. It was, yeah, go back and watch it. Very weird. Main event time. Randy Orton versus Shawn Michaels. We've seen it on pay-per-view. We've seen it on Raw. We've had... Yeah. Meh. Both of them. I think we said at the time, didn't we, that the uh, Raw was... It was a sort of a watered-down version of the Unforgiven one. I imagine this, going into it, if you didn't didn't watch it, you'd probably think it's going to be that again. Um, You wish. It didn't even get that far because Mick Foley wandered down, (laughs) as always. Uh, for the millionth running, it's been the night of somebody wandering down or getting involved. Um, it went on for about nearly 15 minutes, though, which was fair play. When Mick Foley run down, um, Sean gets the roll up for the victory and Orton and Foley then brawl into the crowd. Uh, Triple H sends out the troops. Uh, but then he decides to finish off Sean himself, but then Benoit makes the save and we get a handshake to end the show of Benoit and Shawn Michaels. So I'm smelling next week. Some form of tag team, tag team or three on three throwing RVD. <laughs> throwing Mick. Throwing for, oh, it's too early. It's too early. Too early. It'll be RVD. Um. So yeah, what did you reckon to that it's episode of Raw? Sounded like a good episode. Ah, it was all right. It was all right. Um, Michael, you'll be Maybe excited to know. Oh well, Orton and Shawn Michaels on paper, uh, and they, they, the build and from what, what I'm sure you can kind of remember as well. With Foley and Orton, he's very brawling. It's very, it's such a blood feud. It's, and it, they want to rip the fucking rip each other's fucking faces off, and I think that's how it needs to be. Yeah. Uh, blood feuds help. A, a legend and legend killer, and it helps with Foley. I was uh, having a feud. Look at what the feud with Triple H did wonders for Mick Foley. Wonders. It made Triple H like a yeah. superstar. And if you can do the same with Randy Orton, then fair play. Now, Michael, you will be fucking. Absolutely over the moon to know that the WWE Divas is about to be expanded as the WWE have made multiple signings. Uh, Latasha Marzola, who is a former well-endowed playmate with blonde hair. Melina Perez, who is a former beauty pageant contestant. Melina of... Melina. Melina. (laughs) Melina of Batista. (laughs) Uh, Bobby, who was another well-endowed blonde. Uh, Kelly, who was a former TNA pole dancer. <laughs> you know, they used to have strippers and that, just pulling it. TNA was like, tits and ass, man! <laughs> uh, Alexis Lurie. Vicky James. There you go. Nikita. That there, Ellen Johnson. <laughs> I have no idea. And Gillian Hall. Uh, that had that growth. And then tried to sing. Bugman ate it. Uh, veteran WWE Diva Ivory has been assigned the task of training the aforementioned girls for future Diva careers. While some of the names are more likely to have roles as eye candy, others will wrestle. Uh, WWE is particularly interested in finding new Divas since they make a lot of money off Diva merchandise. Like what? Colleges. 13 year old boys. Yeah. <laughs> Dark only credit card. <laughs> They're also looking up new potential Divas who could eventually do a successful Playboy spread as Trish, Stacy, and Lita are openly against posing, as Tori and Sable have already posed multiple times. More, More Divas. Playboy. 
more play, more play, boy. Vince is a dirty bastard, isn't he? Yeah. Um, and on a sad note, uh, Jack Tunney. Do you remember funny Jack Tunney? President Jack. He's passed away at the age of 68. Um, he was portrayed as WWE president in the mid-80s and mid-90s and also headed up WWE's Canadian division. Um, he did he'd leaps and bounds the work he did uh, to promote WWE back in, uh, back in Canada, back in like the 80s and 90s. And I always remember... Um, my youth, there was only one on-screen boss in wrestling, Jack and Tony. that was Jack Tunney. And if Jack Tunney said so, he only needed to tell you once, and it just—it was so official. And he was there when he yeah, needed to be in an office, so official. He wasn't an on-screen character; he was a corporate, do you know. And that's exactly what he was. Do you know what I mean? He wasn't a wrestler. He wasn't a personality. He was plucked from that because of how he looked. He looked just like an office. He looked like staff. Do you know what I mean? And he played that role beautifully. Um, unfortunately, he passed away in his sleep, reportedly of a heart attack on January 24th at the age of 68, and his funeral was on Tuesday. Uh, funny Jack Tunney. Absolutely fucking adored him. Adored him. Um, there is talk backstage that there is going to be a third brand with an element of extremely credible wrestling in it uh, to run alongside Raw and SmackDown. And they're having thoughts about this. Dodgy Dave reported this in The Observer in 2004. Two years before. Two years before anything ever happens. They had two fucking years to get it right. Because <laughs> it was right. One night stand too. One, one, uh, one, no, one night stand was brilliant because it was a nostalgia show. One night stand two was the launch of the new ECW. You had Big Show, you had Angle. You had, do you know what I mean? It, yeah. wasn't, it wasn't nostalgia. It wasn't the, the, like, the pop of fucking Sandman with, uh, coming out to the actual theme and not no rip-off, not no, you know, they actually paid for the fucking thing. And for him to come out with singing into Sandman, we all fan singing it. It was a beautiful sight. Go to 12 months later, he's coming out to some dodgy fucking Metallica rip-off and it's just, it's not the same feel because this is the start of what it's, how it's going to be. That was what you loved, this is what you're going to have to try and love. And then fast forward six months when you've got DJ fucking Gabriel and Alicia Zach Fox Ryder. and Zack Ryder and fucking... Um, Seamus and Kofi Kingston. Oh, mate. The gold standard boss in the ECW. Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle was so, uh, apparently according to reports at the time, so dead against ECW. Yeah. Uh, but it, like anything, he'll embrace it and he embraced it well on. But yeah, I can't fucking wait for ECW to review that in a couple of years. Uh, I can't wait to review what I stand. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, 100%. Um, see you in three years or something. <laughs> uh, are you ready for a bit of more smack? You are the number one contender at No Way Out against me, Brock Lesnar. Eddie Guerrero, last week on SmackDown at the Royal Rumble, you beat 14 other SmackDown superstars in this very ring, Eddie, the Big Show, 500 pounds, John Cena, and the last guy that you threw over the top rope, Eddie, was an Olympic gold medalist. Congratulations, Eddie. But let me tell you something. Brock Lesnar was not in that ring. You got a point, Holmes. Brock Lesnar has beat Hulk Hogan. Brock Lesnar has beaten Ric Flair. Brock Lesnar 
has beaten The Rock for the WWE title. Brock Lesnar has beaten the Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle for the WWE title. The point I'm trying to get across, Eddie, is I am afraid of no one. I am not afraid of you, Goldberg. Steve Austin has given you a front row seat. I open the doors to you, Goldberg. Yes, I do. Chant it all you want, people. I open the door to Bill Goldberg. I want Bill Goldberg to witness a first-class ass beating that Brock Lesnar is gonna give Eddie Guerrero. Eddie, I am not afraid of Bill Goldberg, and I am not afraid of you. February the 5th, 2004. We have a rumble. No, there is no rumble tonight. Paul Heyman is in the ring uh, and he says that later tonight he will name the number one contendership for the WWE Championship at WrestleMania 20. Rumble? Rumble. <laughs> he states that Bischoff would just stand out there and run his mouth. A bit pot kettle. Uh, yeah. But he won't. Instead, he's breaking out the first match and that is Rikishi and Scotty Tuati, otherwise known as... Two fucking men. Against the Basham brothers, otherwise known as... The Rock Ball yeah. Bastards. I, uh, for the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, Chips. <laughs> we get a replay of last month where the Bashams jumped Keisha and Scotty pre-match, making sure there was no match. So at least we got a bit of reasoning why the title's up for grab tonight. Um, Savat kick on Danny or Dougie. And Dougie or Danny gets sent over the top. It just happens that Danny leads in. Uh, oh dear, he lands in a perfect position for the W. Oh, ah, M, and takes the deadly chop. Shaniqua hops on the apron, but she gets brought in by Rikishi. Um, he almost lands the bonsai drop on Doug, but gets knocked off the ropes. Danny charges him, but Rikishi hits him with a Samoan drop. Fuck, Samoan drop, getting the win for the free count, and your winners are new SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Two fucking meh. Well, it was. Last three rumble. Yeah, but where's he was at the fair play? And I did say that he gets gold before anybody else. But really, like, what's the passions? What did they do since they were at the championships? Nothing. What we've had? No, all we saw was like a victory spanking that we never saw, and we had that spot where Heyman walked past, and they were like having a beating. Yeah, but what have they actually done? That's the SmackDown tag division. Remember when we started this journey when we had like Edge and Hogan. <laughs> and now it's fucking too cool, man. Too cool. Mine is fucking Brian Christopher, and now your new SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Up next, Big Show, you sat down. Defends the US title! Fucking what? Against Billy Gunn! Go on. <laughs> um, back in the back, and Dawn knocks on and enters the dressing room of the Doctor of Fugonomics. Before anything can get started, Paul barges in uh, and calls for a newspaper from Dawn. He points out that the FCC cracked down on indecent programming and Paul's all for it, especially when it comes to Cena. He's doing it for his country and for the kids. Cena advises Heyman that if he really wants to do something for the future, a vasectomy would be the best way forward. Uh, Paul sends, obviously not that many words, he's rapping. Uh, Paul sends Dawn away and points out uh, that comments like that don't worry, Paul. And for that, Cena is benched. He still invites him to watch the announcement for the number one contendership of WrestleMania late on. Um, so Cena's not going to get the title shot. 
Which is, I don't know, because now is what you're talking coming about into this. Sure coming into this, you've got to think that there's no way that Eddie Guerrero's going to beat Lesnar. Yeah. So that's the thought process at the minute. You're thinking who's going who's Lesnar fighting at Mania? Cena Lesnar is. Would that be the perfect time to pull the trigger on Cena? Yeah, I think so. Do you know what I mean? Is he ready now? He's not ready yet. I don't know. No. I don't know. Up next, US title, Big Show, Billy Gunn. Uh, choke slam blocked with drop kick by Gunn. Gunn off the ropes. Hits the Famouser. One, two. Oh, kick out. Gunn goes for it again, but Show catches him, slams him down for the pin. Anticlimactic. Everyone kind of got a bit excited for the ass man, but Big Show retains. It only is like his second US title defence since he won it. Yeah. Fucking ages ago. Um, Last year. At least he fucking. Yeah. <laughs> At least he's fucking defending it, and at least it's against Billy Gunn. Yeah, like some some deserve it. It's not against Test, and it's not against Jamie Noble. At least have it against Billy Gunn. Yeah, that's the way I look at life. That's like my other stable: Triple H, Billy Gunn, <laughs> Test, and Jamie Noble. <laughs> DX my, Corporation. That's the Dave Burnham Alliance. <laughs> uh, in the back. Charvo squared. Um, they're bitching to Heyman about Rey Mysterio's accusations last week in regards to attacking Eddie. Um, they said they didn't do it and they have a problem with Ray over that um, and now the problem is his mask and they're saying you're using that to hide your face uh, but Chavo is proud of his heritage unlike Ray so Heyman decides to book a bit of Mexico flavour for the Cruiserweight title at No Way Out and he makes Ray Mysterio versus Senior for later Senior is looking a bit hesitant but Chavo is a cocky little fucking Mexican bastard <laughs> and uh, yeah so that's one match and another one in the bag for No Way Out. That should be the opener. I'd have that as the opener and I'll give that 20 minutes. Yeah. It's going to have shenanigans at the end with Charo Classic. But yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And this match on SmackDown should be all right. All right, we go to the ring. Michael Cole introduces Eddie and puts him over puts over his winning performance in last week's Rumble. Eddie is interrupted though before he can talk about the arrival of Lesnar. Lesnar runs Cole out and grabs the mic congratulating Eddie on his win last week. However, as impressive as that may be, Brock has beaten Hogan, Flair, Rock, Angle. He fears no one, and that includes Goldberg, who he personally invites to no way out to see the ass-kicking he's going to lay on Eddie. Eddie, though, laughing, he says, that's an impressive resume. What's Eddie got going for him? Um, that's overcoming obstacles and personal demons. Now, I kind of like that, because how you've got it looking at is that... It's a, a full 180 because the reasoning behind the, the feud with Charvo was that Eddie's demons are getting in the way of Eddie being successful, where now you've got Eddie's demons are the reason why he's going to beat Lesnar because that's just another demon that I'm going to defeat. That's just another drug addiction that I'm going to conquer. That is a good way of looking at it. That bit. That's how the uh, Chavo uh, storyline started. Stemming from that because Eddie's demons got in the way of him losing the title. No, definitely. Um, yeah, Lesnar is the demon. He's <laughs> <laughs> the demon. Uh, Devil's the favourite demon, Brock Lesnar. Uh, Lesnar represents Eddie's detractors, and Lesnar says they were all right. Eddie's nothing. Upon hearing that, Eddie goes nuts and knocks Brock out of the ring, stealing his belt in the process. Um, I thought it was brilliant. It was a great little promo because you can't have these to have much interaction, really. Because let's be fair, Brock should be able to destroy Eddie. Uh, just on size alone 
But Eddie's got that live cheeks deal, and but we're, we're kind of getting a serious. This is you can see why the, the fans um, look at Eddie the way he did. Granted, I think that's because he did unfortunately pass away the way he did as well. That always adds that element of fondness in anything. Uh, but yeah, I do think that Eddie, this is the moment, this is the storyline because we're seeing it's not just a live cheeks deal. Oh, it's funny, cute Eddie. This is serious. Feel sorry for Eddie because of his demons and I'm going to overcome it. And it's very much a Daniel Bryan redemption. Yeah. That's probably what you, know, you can see. It's that storyline where they, they get that idea where we get the fans on side by seeing the real me. Do you know what I mean? The real me just wants that another little chance. Up next, Jamie Noble versus Billy Kidman. Uh, replay of last week's betrayal of Nidia, proving because she could see all along. Nidia strolls out to throw Noble's money into the crowd. See, that's a beatdown straight away. I'm sorry, you come out with all my cash and there's not much left. You start throwing it away to people. You're going to be blind again, bitch. <laughs> uh, Kidman takes advantage of the distraction um, to roll Noble up for a free, pissing off Noble to no end. But right now, we go to the break and as we come back, we go to the back and Jamie Noble demands a match against Nidia and Paul Heyman books it for no way out. Fucking yes. Is it a blindfold match as well? It is exactly that. It's a little bit later in this episode. It is a blindfold match. But throwback to D'Lo against Triple H and the model against Jake Roberts. Um, remember Rue? The Borna? Yeah. <laughs> uh, she's in the SmackDown studio to announce what we already know. Tony Wilson and Sable with the Diva Tag Team appearing in Playboy. We do this already. <laughs> Cheers, Rue. Rue the Borna. Uh, and it is Rey Mysterio versus Chavo Guerrero Senior in a non-title uh, cruiserweight match. Senior starts out the match with a cheap shot on Rey. He chokes away on Rey before bouncing Razor off the turnbuckle. A corner whip by Cena, uh, Senior even, followed by clubbing blows another forearm. He's getting a lot more offence in Michael than I ever thought he ever would. Uh, Senior charges Rey in the corner but Rey kicks his way out. And then we get the springboard dropkick finish. Uh, 619. Uh, Charvo tries to stop it, but then drop kick to Charvo. I don't know if he gets a drop kick to Charvo. It might even be on the apron. Landed him again. He drop kicks senior, uh, Cena. Uh, senior? I keep calling him John Cena. Cena. Yeah, it's only Cena's. He drop kicks Charvo Senior uh, into the three, 619 position, but this time hit it. Um, 1 2 3, but post match. Junior jumps in. Uh, him and Cena. So, fuck it. Charvo Cena, uh, they try and take Ray's mask off uh, and they celebrate as Junior leaves with Charvo Cena. Um, I thought it was Chishu Chung. Um, back in the back, and Paul tells Dawn she'll find out who the number one contender for WrestleMania is like everybody else, despite her charms. She's fucking a dirty tramp, is Dawn Marie. She's trying to woo her way into Paul Heyman's pants just to find out who the number one contender is going to be. Of all the things to try and find out. Of all the things. Um, up next, Angle, Holly, one-on-one. -on -one. Michael Cole, with the memory of a fucking elephant, brings up the fact that Angle tried to break Hulk, Hulk, uh, Hulk Holly's arm once with a moonsault. You remember that time? Okay. Way, way, way back when. What a fucking what a memory, Michael Cole. Because I don't think that's Vince feeding him a line, because Vince won't fucking remember that. This is over five minutes ago. No, fucking 100%. Um... Angle obviously makes Holly tap out. Holly was never going to get the clean win on that. Okay, Angle. Uh, Heyman emerges from the back to announce the number one contender uh, at WrestleMania. Before he can, Big Show arrives. Um, basically, we're going to get a one-on-one -on -one 
match for the championship uh, at No Way Out. But then Cena gets involved as well, and it's going to be a three-way. So the winner will go on to fight Lesnar or Guerrero at Mania. Cena, big show, Kangol. See, I'd have, I would, I would have thought back then it would be like Cena. Yeah. Because we had Angle Lesnar last year, which was good. Yeah. But some sort of proof you don't want too many. Yeah. And SmackDown goes off the air. Uh, we've seen a promising to give Heyman a Cleveland steamer before leaving uh, to end the show. Are you aware of what a Cleveland steamer is? Is it a punch to the arm? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's a sexual thing. <laughs> it's a dirty sexual thing. Explain. It's shitting on someone's chest. <laughs> <laughs> so before the end of Smackdown John Cena promises to shit on Eamon's chest the Smackdown goes off the air I don't know I don't care see he's got some weird fetishes yeah it? but yeah that's uh, two rows two Smackdowns in a bag uh, again you've not seen them but you do remember a bit and from what you remember from me saying who would you say is winning I'm saying Smackdown yeah Ready for the final row? Is a rumble? <laughs> yes! <It's> a <laughs> no, there's no rumble. Oh. Uh oh. Understand this. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Brock Lesnar is next. Oh. And by God, Goldberg means it. Brock Lesnar in Goldberg's eyes. You can't talk to me that way. Oh, I'm Paul Heyman. I'm Paul Heyman. You don't talk to me that way. I'm Paul Heyman. Oh, it's about God. time. You're the real general. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Goldberg just speared Heyman all the way to hell. There's no way. Is to, for who's going to fight for the women's championship at WrestleMania? We can do a five man over the top rope. No, over the middle rope battle royal. Yeah, because you go over the top. <laughs> you go over the under. over the top. They don't can't go over the top until 2018. No, they don't. They're not big. Charlotte Flesho doesn't have to do that because she's nearly seven foot. Uh, Vince, he comes out for an interview with the man, man mountain, big, big, bad, bastard, Bill Bully Goldberg. Apparently no one is next, 
as Vince is cancelling Goldberg's match. Austin interrupts though to a massive pop. Austin gives Vince the chance to explain his actions and he brings out Heyman instead. Because wild card! <laughs> he tells Goldberg to feel free and show up for the pay-per-view. But don't piss him off by doing anything stupid like attacking Brock Lesnar. Goldberg, undeterred by such warning, spears Heyman. He also takes a shot at Vince but misses and spears Stone Cold. Now don't do this. Because that's... Physically. That's removed. telling you... No. That's telling you that the Austin end of this off. feud is Goldberg and Austin. And that's not going to happen. We get Lesnar and Goldberg. Yeah. I don't know why they did that spot. I don't know why. because, But that turned him heel instantly with the crowd as well. Meanwhile, we see Goldberg. He ain't apologising or sucking up. But it was a mistake. So he is kind of apologising. Uh, Vince storms into Bischoff's office, making threats towards Goldberg, who is now suspended. Yeah, he's, he's suspended. <laughs> he gets suspended all the fucking time. Up next, Trish Stratus and Chris Jericho versus Molly Holly and V1. Nah. Do you want to hear some math facts? Yes, please. He loves getting things for free, and he has status on five airlines. Haven't we had something like that before with airlines or status or yeah. that VIP or something like that? Um, Hardy he sends Jericho into the stairs and then goes after Trish but Christian makes the save and beats on Hardy allowing Trish to block the handspring elbow with a victory roll for the pin um, Christian we see backstage after the match he's putting the moves on Trish it didn't work on Lita maybe Trish is softer but it's so, Trish Tri Christian the fucking do you know what JR's still trying to put across the fucking creepy little bastard as his new uh, gimmick um yeah, I, yeah, yeah, you little fucker. Actually, suppose Jericho's supposed to be me. Um, we see Caden Jindrak having a little um, bonding session, let's say, reading Playboy. And they're interrupted by Stacey and Jackie, who are apparently upset of not being chosen for the shoot. Well, Jackie, yeah. I don't know. Keebler? Well, I'd love to see a dude. <laughs> But it's very, he is very more... heelish. I don't know, I just find it very heelish. Yeah. And what, suddenly, Stacey, we're not getting nothing to do test anymore. Steiner's fucking non-existent. Steiner's just rocking main event on heat against fucking Stephen Richards. It's just, it's weird because doesn't this build to a mania match of for play, like a playboy yeah. against a non-playboy? Fucking Vince. Up next, WCW, Chris Benoit versus Ric Flair. Uh Flair taps out to crossface in around 10 minutes. Uh, Flair kind of wasn't really up to the challenge. Um, he used his early bumps, like his corner bump and his yeah. flip bump and everything. He did all, Top he did all that early doors. Uh, but it was probably Raw's best match in this entire three, three week sequence, definitely. Uh, Benoit was still in the ring. Bischoff joins us to introduce Triple H for the contract signing. Uh, Triple H signs first, and then of course he has to talk before Benoit signs. But before he can sign, Shawn Michaels interrupts. He's a bit pissed because he really still wants that title shot. And he super kicks fucking Benoit, uh, signs the contract himself. Benoit's laid out, and Michaels is now going to Mania. So that's not how contracts work. No. So that can just so be torn up, torn up and rewritten. Yeah, it's got to be the name that will say Chris Benoit. Up next, it's fucking Kane versus Hurricane tag team detention. <laughs> we have, have we had this? Ten, 12 months ago. Just. Not even a minute, I think this was. Typical Kane squash. Hurricane has fell. This time last year, he was cruising with the rock in them backstage segments. 
He's now getting fucking dicked out by Kane in a minute. Um, however, Kane is now. I don't know if this is because of Taker or because it was a botch. But have you ever seen that spot where he goes to do his pile and he gets his arms down and fuck all happens? Yeah. Nothing happens. That was that. <laughs> what is up with Raw? Every week. So we had the RKO twice. We had the Christian spot with the referee. And now we've had Kane's. I don't know, like I said, I don't know if this was because of Taper or because of... Um, Go for Pyro. for Pyro. Uh, we see Bischoff. He's giving Benoit Michaels next week. But he can't reverse the contract. So, uh, tough shit, as it stands at the minute. Uh, Mick Foley joins us now, making it clear that he's not here to screw up Orton's title match. He talks about hypocrisy, though, and he relates to Orton's stint in the military and how he went AWOL while serving. Because fucking shooting. Yeah. This is a shoot, brother. It's a bit fucking to the bone, isn't it? That's why Orton wasn't allowed to. In the Marine. That's why he had to didn't he do fucking four rounds or something else. He did 12, 12, 12 rounds or it. And he did something else, didn't he? Because he couldn't do it Marine. So, uh, um, because the Marines were like, well, no. He were a knobhead. <laughs> Absolutely uh, out of league. Yeah. Uh, Orton responds on the video screen and wants Foley in the back right now. And Foley chases him back there like an idiot um, and gets ambushed by Evolution. Batista power bombs him through the table and Orton slaps him around. Uh, Foley was kind of asking for that. If he says to you, come back into the back, uh, you've got to go back into the back, haven't you? Uh, a weird moment as JR talks about Orton's parents dying when he was young. Now, the last time I checked, Cowboy Bob was alive yeah. and well. <laughs> uh, Booker gets the axe kick onto both of them and gets a two onto Orton RVD hits Booker with the frog splash but Orton steals the pin uh, typical freeway that with nonsense like it is on pay-per-view where it's one guy stays outside playing dead for five minutes they do their spot then one of them guys rolls to the outside plays dead the other one rolls back in does his spots typical like it's just, I, I fell out of love with a freeway I used to love a good freeway <laughs> yes I don't mind missing this thing uh, but yeah I fell out of love with watching freeways Really have I just think it is because it's so it's the same with a tag match like because every tag match is the same sort of blueprint where good guys start good then one good guy gets trapped by bad guys and then works his way to making a tag for good guys to get the win it's that formula every time on a tag match especially in this era um, evolution they come out to celebrate um, Foley still alive unlike Bob Owen if you believe JR. Uh, Orton finishes Mick off with an RKO and a heel beat down as Raw goes off the air. Um, so two weeks in a row, I think that is now where it's finishing with um, Orton and Foley stuff. Yeah, because it is a big uh, profile storyline. But yeah, uh, that was the final Raw in this time period. Uh, obviously, that's three Raws, uh, possibly I think it's seven or eight before the next pay per view being WrestleMania twenty. Thoughts? I think they're going far too fast with stories. If you're waiting to build at least a couple. Got a long time left, haven't we? Um, any so, any, any uh, storylines you, you're looking forward to? World title, um, Orton Foley. Where do you think the tag's going to go? Because your champions, obviously not knowing what we know, because at the minute... I can't remember who takes titles off them. There is a four-way for the titles, though, isn't there? Because isn't there two four-ways? SmackDown's got a four-way and Raw's got a four-way for the titles, I'm sure. But I couldn't tell you who takes the titles off Evolution before that. Not in a million years. I I actually thought, thinking about it, I don't know now, I'm thinking, could that be a different mania? Because 
No, because Evolution don't have the belts when they fight Foley and The Rock. Or do they? I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's how shit the Royal Tag Team Division is. Yeah. 100%. They don't care enough to have any of you know. Yeah, but you, you put, could put Raw and SmackDown together and it wouldn't... You wouldn't make... You would give me... So the best tag team on SmackDown is... By going by champions, is currently Keish and Scott to I. The best tag team on Raw by champions is an old man... And someone that's incredibly green. Green and aggressive. Imagine them having a match. You want to fire them bad boys. Are you ready for the final smackdown on the step, the last step before our second pay-per-view of the year? No way out. Is does it, it have a rumble? No. Yes, it does. Yes. Championship Rey Mysterio with George Perez, that weird boxer with Ronaldo team against Tajiri. Apparently, Perez will be a no way out. No. I don't remember this. I don't remember. I can't fucking vaguely remember no way out in all honesty. Um, but I don't I remember. Rey and Chavo having a match. I imagine no way out. I can't remember what result. I think Chavo wins. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, 619 in the Springboard Centre for the free. Uh, Post match. Uh, Chavo, he jumps Ray and Perez uh, to run him off, but Senior, he's not going to fucking let him stop and goes, gets him some of Perez. Uh, George dances and drops fucking Chavo Senior, cold with a left hook. Um, what, what is it that when it's like a boxer or a, a celebrity, only one hit, it's all they need to drop a wrestler, one hit. Uh, in the back, Heyman is still sore from Monday and Brock can't believe what happened. Uh, Brock wonders what Goldberg's message is and Paul says that Goldberg, in his mind, speared Brock. Uh, Lesnar says he'll beat Guerrero on Sunday then bring Goldberg in to F5 him into oblivion. Up next, Scotty Tawani versus Danny Basham. Yes. Is it Doug? No, it is Danny. The, the ticker said so. Uh, replay of last week's tag title win and on Sunday it is Keish and Scott versus the Bashams. Rematch close. Yeah, baby. Uh, Jawbreaker by Scotty leads to an Irish whip and a high back body drop. Corner whip and charge misses as Danny covers for a Doug assisted free count. 
Post match, Sonequa is caught in the ring by Scotty and Rikishi and gets pulled down, setting up the bonsai. But this time, Doug and Danny saved the day. I bet a fiver that Shaniqua's getting a bonsai drop at the pay-per-view. Um, elsewhere in the back, uh, Julia attends to Charvo Cena and tells the trainer that come Sunday, he'll take Ray's mask and the title and that Charvo Cena will beat the hell out of Perez, which Charvo Cena has a hard time believing. Uh, elsewhere in the back, Josh Matthews told you he's all over the place. He asked Kurt really about much. his chances at No Way Out. Kurt states that he always comes out on top. John Cena thinks he's Eminem and Show eats Eminem's. Lots of them. Kurt will go on to WrestleMania and it's true. It's true. It's damn true. Up next, Hardcore Holly continuing his weekly quest of one on one matches, this time against Rhino. Um, Easy to. You can't even get a clean win against fucking Rhino. Rhino charges with the gore, but Holly counters with a beautiful dropkick that only Hardcore can do for a two count. Uh, Rhino takes over in the corner and punches the snot out of him. The ref tries to break and Rhino shoves him away, earning the DQ. So Holly gets the win. Yeah, but can't even get it clean. Rhino and Holly beat the piss out of each other at ringside and the referees can't stop them. Uh, in the back... I think this is just Rhino's... Uh, Storyline going forward, though. That's how he gets paper matches. He's just going to beat up people. Because I remember when Mord- we get Mordecai. Yes. Oh, Mordecai. I can't wait for White Taker. Him and, him and Rhino are in fake backstage. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah, yeah. The match. There you go, then. That's how Rhino does it. Following Sunday. But there the you go, then Rhino sorted it out. It's fucking simple fucking process. Just start scrapping a couple of days before pay per view. You might get a pay per view match. Uh, in the back, Kurt is out cold with only a chair and Orlando Jordan nearby. <laughs> is there a glove? If, it, if that fucking chair doesn't fit, you must have quit. Michael, what do you remember about this? Brock comes out with a sombrero uh, and does a little Mexican dance. Pure comedy gold. Yes. I, I'm, this is one thing I very, remember very clearly. I just love how Brock, he's just, they're all playing. Then Brock comes out. Does his little dance with his sombrero. Thinks he's brilliant. And Eddie comes out, charges him away. Uh, and then you get another intense promo off of these two. Brock, he tells Eddie he was rude because the band swam a long way to get here tonight. Uh, Brock says Eddie is a fighter and people love that, but it won't matter come Sunday. Well, Eddie was battling demons. Brock was dominating amateur and pro wrestling. And he hopes Eddie's addicted to losing because he'll get his fix come Sunday. Ooh! Uh, Eddie, he relates a story from Minneapolis three years ago where he was so high that he carried out, got carried out of the arena and straight into rehab. Eddie lost everything as a result and since that he's earned it all back. And winning the WWE title on Sunday will symbolise an apology to his family for all that he put him through and that title will tell them that he can and will earn a living for the Guerrero family. Eddie is an addict, but an addict for the WWE title and this Sunday he will get his rush. Fucking... Brilliant stuff, absolute brilliant stuff. This is just all. All this feud has needed is a rumble and just two microphones, and it's got me and Eddie Freddy. God, so go and fucking get that needle of that WWE title and smash it into you. What a horrible fucking way because of how Eddie dies. That this storyline is based on they're using addiction so many times. Madness, really, if you think about it. It's just it's 18 months away. Fucking foreshadowing a bit. Uh, back to Shell and Benjamin versus Bradshaw, as that is our next match 
with Charlie Haas and Ron Simmons. Farouk is here. Um, Finally. The, the world's greatest tag team takes on APA this Sunday. Farouk is getting a pay-per-view payday. Yes. Uh, corner charge by Benjamin. Justice for Ron. Eats an elbow and Bradshaw lands the clothesline from hell for a free count. Farouk never gets the win though, does he? Never gets the win. Uh, in the back, Josh says Kurt is semi-conscious and that his assailant is narrowed down to three people. Cena, Big Show and Brock Lesnar. What about fucking OJ Simpson? <laughs> you see? He was there. He's got a rear again, hasn't he? Fuck, he got away. Take him to Agcourt. Johnny Cochran again. Fucking got away him again. Um, Jamie Noble's in the ring. And we get a re-pap, recap of uh, Nidia giving the money away. Uh, Nidia has spent Jamie's inheritance and he should have dumped her when she became blind. Uh, Noble <laughs> makes Nidia an offer. Go home, pack up everything except for the stuff that Noble bought her, including that mink coat. And Noble will call off the match on Sunday. A truck and a wood chipper arrive with Nidia instead. Nidia tells Noble that he will be blindfolded during their match on Sunday. As you mentioned, Michael, it will be a blindfolded match. Uh, there's a little exchange involving Noble's log before Nidia feeds the milk, the mint coat even, into a wood chipper and leaves. Uh, we got a break. We come back. Uh, Tory and Sable, it is interview time uh, regarding Playboy and regarding getting their boobs out. More to the point, Stacey and Jackie are jealous as hell. Yep. But... Why not? Why have this delicious against it? No way out. There is another. We're on about this now. There's yeah. another four weeks till Mania. We're gonna get another four weeks of this. Just get your tits out. Let's just on raw. Fuck it. Just get them out. Let's compare, and then we'll see who deserves. That's what they should do. They should have to weigh him and everything, and we'll see who deserves. Well, Stacey's. But Jackie's fucking got. Yeah. But then Sable's got the donkeys. So. Tori's got them. Yeah. Uh, we go to Eddie arriving in a gorgeous blue lowrider. Um, show and Lesnar mock Eddie by playing band before Angle's music hit. And Kurt is a no-show. John Cena's music hits instead, and he's apparently the replacement for this evening. Um, the crowd is hot for Lesnar and Eddie. Uh, show and Cena outside, and Show goes for the choke slam. Uh, Kurt Angle is out with a chair in hand. Wallop Show before doing the same to Cena. Bit fucking heelish. Uh, you got to give yourself the advantage going to a That's it. In the ring, Eddie grabs Cena's chain and takes advantage of the referee's distraction, nailing Lesnar in the nuts and covering him for the free count, proving that he can get the win over Lesnar. Lesnar is in disbelief as Eddie celebrates with a barely conscious Cena to end the show. So that is your go on show. Cena looking strong, Eddie looking strong, which should mean they both lose at the pay-per-view. Yeah. Only this, one of them does. This is... WWE logic. Yeah, that is it. So that is it. That is the journey to fucking No Way Out. Um, did Smackdown do it justice? Yes. Are you ready for the pay-per-view? It's a very good build. Shall we run down the card for the pay-per-view? Are you excited about what actually we're going to fucking partake in in our next fucking pay-per-view delve in yes. this timeline? It's not the best. I know we keep mentioning throughout that then a couple of episodes of the matches keep dropping in with no storylines. There's only like two or three storylines, but your um, heat match, I guess. Velocity match. No, it's always heat on a Sunday. It's weird, isn't it? Uh, Akeo, Sakoda and Tajiri are going up against Kidman, London and Ultimo Dragon. Dragon with it. So did I. Uh, Keish and Hottie going up against the Bashams for the SmackDown tag titles. Uh, Noble against Nidia in a blindfold match. Uh, World Greatest Tag Team against APA. Uh, Hardcore Holly against Rhino. Uh, Charo with Charo Cena. 
against Rey Mysterio with George Perez. Kurt Angle, John Cena and Big Show with the winner going on to Mania. And the other one going on to Mania will be the champion. And who will walk away from No Way Out between Eddie Guerrero and Lesnar. On paper, that sounds fucking awful apart from the last two matches. Not going to lie. Ray and Trevor. That'll open the show and it'll have shenanigans. It'll be good. But then, but then you've also got the Bashams and two men. You've got Noble and Nidia, which will be the comedy one. APA, I'm not, in, I'm not interested in APA and the world's greatest tag team whatsoever. But on that note, Michael, I think we'll leave it there. And if you let everybody know where they can find us on all forms of social media. On all forms of social media, be Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, everything. Anywhere where podcasts can be found. It's at RAA Podcast. That is it. And until next time, episode 43, we'll be looking at No Way Out, SmackDown's first pay-per-view of the year. I've been Dave. That's been Big Sexy. Until then, peace out, people. Ruthless aggression. Hustle, sweat in my blood too. I'm ready to smell fear. I smell a lot. My competitors flex here. They smelled I was hot. I want it all. Excess, the sex, and what success. Stress us. I want it all, no less. So come on.